Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, teach the world how literacy can prevent poverty. The results have been very, very positive, meaning that this method of e-learning delivered on tablets in a game format really works. Zero question about that. Our next guest is on a mission, and it's a big one. He believes the current approaches don't work and we need innovative technological solutions that can scale quickly. Shafiq Khan is president and CEO of Teach the World Foundation, an internationally focused not-for-profit that is his effort to address an essential challenge to modernity and economic equality. We're going to talk about the challenge he's trying to address and how his organization's approach is something that we can all get involved with in and help. So Shafiq, first of all, tell me about the problem you're trying to address. So let me make it really simple. If you look at a world of seven billion people as a family of seven, two out of seven people in this family are functionally illiterate. And the fact that they are functionally illiterate, as would happen in any family, means that the two who are illiterate are bringing the other five down. And that we see happening in this world today with the economics of the poorer countries needing help. There's a direct correlation between literacy and economics, literacy and poverty, literacy and crime, literacy and terrorism, literacy and all kinds of health problems and so on and so forth. So at the end of the day, what we are trying to do is to make sure we make the two who are functionally literate, literate and therefore productive members of society. I'm going to ask a question that you probably think is, is basic, but to my mind, I think it's an important. Why is why does illiteracy create poverty? I mean, why why does it why does it create the problems that you've described? In many ways, I think we just have to look at ourselves. If we do not have knowledge, it's hard for us to be as productive as if we have knowledge. So you are doing your job at the level you're doing it based on the knowledge you have. If there's somebody who's actually running an agricultural farm machinery, if they don't have the knowledge to run the machinery. They are not going to be productive. And, and that's the, the same pretty much everywhere, in every discipline, every job, every part of uh, human endeavor. So effectively, literacy is the way we gather information to get information for those that come before and around us. And otherwise, we're just left with oral communication, which is going to be much more limited. So specifically, what are you trying to do to address this to teach the world? Obviously, the literacy problem of 2 billion people in the world is a huge one. So in our case, we decided that we would first look at where we could have the highest impact fastest. And obviously, that led us to a segmentation that said the most needy countries first, which end up being developing countries. Within the most needy countries, which often have very high populations of adults who are illiterate as well, we had a choice to make, which was, do you focus on all of them, or do you focus on some of them? And at the end of the day, we said the, the big choice is between adults and children. But if a 35-year-old adult is illiterate, they're already off track. If five-year-old is likely not to go to school, likely to be illiterate, let's get the five-year-old on the track. And in a world of limited resources, we have, we have focused our energies on children, pre-K, K through five, because the K through five level essentially at the end of it should bring the person the child up to functional literacy, which would allow them to operate a computer, allow them to read, allow them to write, allow them to do basic math, allow them to pretty much function as a person, as a human being, as a productive human being. 
for the rest of their lives. And I've seen, um, I watched the demo on, on your uh, your website, and it looks like you're using tablets as the technology to teach the kids through gamification. Describe that for me. <laughs> for us, uh, as digital practitioners, uh, one of the things we basically felt was that the answer here had to be technology because the problem of teachers and the shortage of teachers and even the quality of teachers uh, was something that could very uh, could not be solved without leveraging technology. Uh, in our case, what we do is combine e-learning, which is already there in, in a fairly big fashion now at U.S. universities and all the big schools have it, but really hasn't gone down to the kindergarten level. We deliver it, deliver e-learning on user-friendly tablets, which aren't very old. Tablets first arrived, the iPad arrived in 2011, so it's not that old. Uh, but now it's available, and even a two-year-old knows how to use it, as many of us have already seen with our children, our grandchildren, and so on. And then we have the next solution, which is Games for Learning. Uh, games for Learning has become a very significant new field. There are many, many excellent, outstanding examples of games that teach a child how to learn. And in our situation, that was critical because one of the biggest issues we had was shortage of teachers. If you don't have a teacher and you gave a child a book, is the five-year-old child going to be able to learn how to read a book? And even if they learned how to read a book, would they have the motivation? The, the thing about games is that they just create an environment of what we call irresistible learning. In fact, one of the things we're finding all the time is that our children do not want to leave the classroom at break. Whereas at most traditional schools, at break, there's a stampede to get out. And in our case, it's, it's the opposite. You've done some pilot pro projects using this technological solution. What have the results been like? So we look at results on an absolute level and a relative level. So on an absolute level, everywhere, the results have been very, very positive, meaning that this method of e-learning delivered on tablets in a game format really works. Zero question about that in our experience now in 11 different deployments in three different countries uh, around the world. We also compare them on a relative basis to traditional methods of learning. And one of the things we are finding is that where the traditional is, let's say, a really underdeveloped environment, this method works beautifully and is significantly superior. The results we are getting are as, as much as 2x the learning and it's fairly, fairly easy to calculate that because all you do is give people tests, give the little kids tests, and you can see the scores, and the scores are as, as high as two to three times versus the traditional. Versus a really good school, uh, which obviously exists even in the developing world, they're elite schools, uh, they are at minimum holding their own, at minimum, which is actually a massive thing because you're now talking about a democratization of education that we have not seen otherwise. In the past, you always sent your kids, or, or I, I, let me simplify that. Rich communities had better schools than poorer communities. This is now a big equalizer. Democratization of technology. Before I let you go, very quickly, Shafiq, if people are interested in, uh, in helping you, what are you looking for for people to do to help you grow your resources? So uh, basically, we are looking for help in any form or fashion people can give it. As I say to people, this is a problem of the world. This is our problem as members of the human community. Uh, and I say, if at one end of the spectrum, all you can do is pray for me and pray for the success of this, that's contribution. At the other end of the spectrum, 
you can join us uh, in between. There are all kinds of options from uh, volunteering with us, which actually a lot of people do, to connecting us to people, which again, a lot of people do. And then frankly, quite simply, everything does rely on funding, so donating uh, directly on the site, donating however uh, you can donate. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today. I hope our listeners enjoyed learning about Teach the World Foundation. It's great to see technology developed here in D.C., making such a great difference. Shafiq Khan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jonathan. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, and our web writer is B. Aldrich. Music provided by two local bands, the Sunbathers and my own band, Two Car Living Room. A special shout-out to Marymount University School of Business and Technology. I'm the dean there now, and we are working hard to help our students master business and technology so it doesn't master them. Check us out at marymount.edu. And, of course, thanks to Active Navigation, Sarefloor Shaw, and the Greater Washington Board of Trade to provide the financial support to make this show possible. If you have a story idea, don't forget to tweet us at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>